Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Mighty Boy Chi-Chi, a sex expert a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Lady Boy Gigi, and I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. <laughs> Tonight, we're continuing on our couples issues around sex. We've already completed male and female sexual issues. And tonight, we're going to be discussing performance skills deficit and talking a little bit about how you can improve your skills as a lover. Yeah, so I think that there's a lot of things when it comes to this. First of all, I think it's important for people to know that not everyone enjoys sex the same way. And I think that one of the real traps that people can wind up in a lot, especially if they don't have a whole lot of experience, is if you get used to having sex one way with one partner thinking that the way that they liked it is the way all partners are going to like it. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. We're all wired a little differently. Having miscommunications and getting wires crossed, so to speak, can really affect lovemaking and the enjoyment of both partners. And even if one partner is enjoying it and the other isn't, eventually it's going to cause problems. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. As with 
most things when it comes to relationships, communication really is very, very important. Another thing is a lot of times there are underlying issues that are behind everything. Sometimes it's an undiagnosed or like undisclosed physical ailment or form of ED or something like that. Oftentimes when couples get together for the first time, it's like, and I hate to say it, put it too bluntly, but hygiene is really important. And manicuring your nails, if you're going to be doing some hand jobs and taking good care of your body and being clean can make a lot of difference. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of, unfortunately, some women and some men just don't practice good hygiene. And that can really be a turnoff during mm. sex. Yeah. In many different ways. <laughs> and so don't be afraid to have a discussion or I've had times when we first got into the bedroom and I thought, oh, why don't we take a bubble bath together? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me wash you and you wash me. And it can be a positive way mm -hmm. to address it because who's going to turn down a nice, luxurious bubble bath? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so like... Hygiene is very important, and communication is very important. It's important to talk to your doctor if you think that there might be something physically wrong. Like, a lot of times people don't want to face inconvenient and uncomfortable things, but sometimes it's really important to catch things early. Mm -hmm. And I know that for me, oftentimes when there's a hidden issue and it's something we're embarrassed about or something that we don't want to talk about, it's going to fester over mm -hmm. time and it can lead to a lot of complications in a relationship. So I think just nipping it in the bud and Mustering up some courage and saying, okay, I need to address this mm -hmm. and get into it. And I think that's part of really seeking out how to pleasure yourself and your partner mm -hmm. to a higher level mm -hmm. is communicating about some of these things that are a little uncomfortable to talk about. Yeah. I, I think that it's also important to study and like understand how the anatomy works and like depending on who your play partners are and who you're attracted to like i i think it's good to know both the anatomy of people who have penises and people who have vulvas a to know how your own anatomy works and b to know how other people's works that even if you're a gay man you Never know if you're going to fall for a man that happens to have a vulva. Some men do. So mm -hmm. it's it's good to learn things even if you don't think it's necessary. 
you know, so learning the female sexual response system works incredibly well on men, too. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work the other way. The mm -hmm. male sexual response system doesn't work on females. Mm -hmm. And by learning that, you can have better sex mm -hmm. with two males. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's important to really study these things. And it definitely will impress potential mates if you are currently unpartnered. Mm-hmm. While we're on that topic of education, I do have a lot of training films. Right now, they're not available. We're going to kick off a whole new training program in January. But in the meantime, I do have training on a whole lot of topics on sexuality, everything from body image, healing, how to get into more advanced sexual techniques. And a lot of these things can really bring a lot deeper pleasure. I know Paul's done a lot mm -hmm. of training in some of the things that I teach, mm -hmm. many of the things I teach. And he's really experienced a life transformation. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. I think that when I first started training with Gigi, I think I had a fairly average sex life, not anything to write home about, but I, I wasn't a slouch in bed either. But ever since I started training with Gigi and putting some of these techniques into practice and starting a daily practice and really tapped into the spiritual side of sex and kind of become a sex nerd like it it's been life-changing it's incredible and i love that not only have i learned how to make my own body feel a lot better but i know that i can please most people and it, it's real good. I like it a lot. <laughs> and I cover a lot of different things. Everything from practicing your sex muscle exercises daily to how to raise higher levels of erotic energy within your own body and even helping your partner raise higher levels of erotic energy. And being able to have new types of orgasms through some of the training techniques. And I learned some of this from Tantra and from Taoist philosophies around sexuality. I've been studying sexuality most of my adult life. Did take some formal classes, and then I did a lot of study on my own. So I'm pretty well versed in sexual anatomy and how to work with sexual energy. And I cover sexual anatomy in a lot of the training films that I've put together. This can really make a life transformation for a lot of people, mm -hmm. especially if your relationship has kind of been going on for a while and sex is not as exciting as it used to be. This will perk it right up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, should we get back to the topic? Yeah. 
I mean, this is still on the topic on mm -hmm. improving your sexual skills. Yeah. Because when you are not really well-versed in sexuality and you just kind of fumble around through it, mm -hmm. it can be a little awkward, mm -hmm. especially if you've if it's your first time or early on mm -hmm. in your sexual life. Yeah. And learning these skills can really help. Mm -hmm. Even for a virgin, I would suggest learning some of these skills. Oh, yeah. Because it will make you such a much more amazing lover. <laughs> mm -hmm. And another thing, everyone's approach to their own sexuality is valid, but I will say that if you are currently unpartnered and don't have a whole lot of experience in sex, and the only thing that's holding you back from experimenting and like learning about your body and learning about sex and trying to find sex partners is either stigma or maybe like religious upbringing that you don't even necessarily believe in anymore, but it's still holding you back. Or There's a lot of reasons why people don't really pursue sex or think that they're unclean or unworthy or any number of things that hold people back from really embracing their sexuality. I would say that you have permission to let go of a lot of that and go out and explore. And you don't necessarily need to be in love to find someone to have sex with. Like, if you're having fun and the other person person's having fun and neither of y'all are hurting each other and you y'all both understand what the deal is, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. One of the things that happened to me early on was I didn't have a good sex education. None of us do in this country, or very few. Mm -hmm. And there's this kind of myth in our culture that you'll know what to do when you get in the bedroom somehow by instinct. Well, instinct alone doesn't do it. <laughs> it really takes studying and learning and working with it. And even if you're single and you don't have a partner, you can learn a lot of things through masturbation. And masturbation has been so taboo for so long, but believe it or not, Every, almost everybody does it. Mm -hmm. And throughout history, it's been a common practice. And some people fall for this myth that, oh, if I'm with a partner and I masturbate, there's something wrong with that. Or that it's some form of cheating. Yeah. And masturbation is really one of the avenues that we learn a lot about our bodies mm -hmm. and how to pleasure ourselves and to be able to communicate what we want, mm -hmm. we have to know what we want. Mm -hmm. And it's through masturbation that we can learn these techniques. Yeah. And like, it will also help you get over the stigma of your body, which is 
like another thing that holds people back a lot of times. Uh, a lot of times people either get negative messaging about bodies in general or their body in particular, either just through society or sometimes parents. Like again, especially in religious circles, there's this stigma around anything that feels good with your body and things like that. Often we have to fight that Puritan work ethic and know that, yes, I do deserve to feel pleasure. And that's not something that's bad or wrong or, and I don't have to work all the time. There mm -hmm. are times when I can just pleasure myself mm -hmm. or pleasure a partner and be pleasured by a partner. So often in a Puritan work ethic society, we get this message that, oh, pleasure should come last, if at all, mm -hmm. that we have to be productive. And mm -hmm. somehow there's this myth that pleasuring ourselves is non-productive. And I think for me, a big part of it is self-care. Mm -hmm. Sex energizes us. It gives us the energy to do more in life outside of the bedroom mm -hmm. and it also helps us develop a deeper sense of passion mm -hmm. i know that another thing i wanted to bring up in patty Britton's book the art of sex coaching which is the book that we're working out of right now she brings up that a lot of times unresolved resentment or anger issues can parade around as sexual inability or sexual, what's the word? Sexual performance. Yeah, yes, uh, or sexual performance issues. I hadn't really thought about it recently until I was reading it earlier, but I, I think that is very true and something you see a lot of the time. And I, I don't say this to to paranoia you that but it is something worth looking into first in yourself and then talking to your partner about it. Because if there are unresolved issues, especially around infidelity or anger or just day to day issues with bills and kids in this modern world that we live in that's kind of a nightmare a lot of times that can seep into sex and so it's it's good to check that and make sure that that's not the issue too there are a lot of ways to work through anger and express anger in good ways there's bad ways too but and if you're not familiar with it you might want to take a class in anger management or take a see a therapist and learn some anger management mm -hmm. techniques because if you just stuff it down it's going to come back out in inappropriate ways at some time or another mm -hmm. and it can also fester and in affect your sexual life mm -hmm. big time <laughs> tension and anger and Resentment can really put a bad mm -hmm. thing on sex. 
And it's 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 particularly important if you come from a traumatic background to doubly check that because a lot of times without intending to, without realizing it, we fall into patterns that have been modeled for us from our parents, from even our grandparents. Their authority figures. Other authority figures. So if you know that you grew up and your father was very angry, for example, or maybe even abusive, it's important to double-check and make sure that you aren't, like, finding ways to go through that cycle over and over again. And the subconscious mind can play weird tricks on us sometimes if we don't deal with some of the things in our life. Mm -hmm. And they do come out in bad ways sometimes. Yeah. So getting counseling and taking some classes can go a long ways to help deal with some of those issues. And also, for some people, BDSM role-playing can be Mm -hmm. an excellent healing tool. Yeah. (laughs) I will say, though, on the other hand, when you go through traumatic backgrounds, sometimes you overcompensate, and it's really easy to get triggered in ways that maybe aren't something that your partner was intending to do either. So it's a fine balancing act. So I would definitely suggest counseling for anyone who has gone through a traumatic background. Mm-hmm. I know that for me, there are things that can be hidden behind performance skills. And our bodies are kind of wired in a certain way where if things are going on, the plumbing just won't work. The body does have memory Mm -hmm. that's outside of the mind, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes for men, it can be erectile issues come up or premature ejaculation or non-ejaculation. All kinds of things. And for women, it can be a lot of issues. Everything around sex becoming painful because you're just too stressed. Not being able to relax. Tension really screws up sex. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the things that you can do if you find yourself in a place where you're having issues... First of all, toys are your friend. A lot of times people are intimidated by toys because they think that it's their competition when it really is your greatest ally. Also, for couples who are not monogamous, threesomes can be a great thing. Like, if you're not the best at sex, maybe it's time to call in a ringer. (laughs) (laughs) And every other endeavor that we pursue as people, 
we study it, we learn about it, we explore. Often we have a mentor that guides us through a particular subject, except for with sex. Mm-hmm. And in the ancient days, the sex one of the roles of the sex temples was to help people become better lovers and learn new techniques with the sacred harlot. Mm-hmm. And to learn that even young men and young women went to see a sacred harlot to learn the skills before they partnered up with somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't provide that in modern day culture. Yeah, I know that some yeah. of the play parties and sex parties that I go to, like I'll be watching people having fun together and I'll see a particular reaction and I'll be like, ooh, I have to try that. (laughs) There's always new things to explore and learn around sexuality. I think another thing that Patty didn't cover in her book, but oftentimes we get far too serious about sex. And sometimes it's great to let the inner child come out and play. Mm -hmm. I know that Oftentimes, when I do a bubble bath with a partner, I got this squirting fish and all kinds of fun bathtub toys that we play with, and we let the inner child come out. And that can be so amazing, and and it helps break some of the tension and seriousness around sex. Yeah, and I, I just think that it's unfortunate how... I think part of the thing with sex being stigmatized is also to suck the joy out of it. For so long, the idea was that sex was purely for procreation. You weren't supposed to enjoy it. You really weren't even supposed to look at each other. And I think that a lot of those mores and folkways have kind of seeped into the culture to the point where people have a really hard time letting loose and just enjoying themselves when sex is really one of the most carefree. It's the thing that makes the happy brain chemicals happen. Like, it should be like unadulterated fun, but for so many people, because of all of the issues that we have around sex, it's a real problem. One of the exercises I give couples that are having issues around sex is to have them play doctor with each other and explore Mm -hmm. each other's bodies and do a show and tell about your body, like in grade school, when you brought a project and you showed and told about it, we'll do a show and tell about your genitals. I've done workshops in Temple where we did that, and people just really discovered whole new aspects about themselves. And others would comment and say, wow, I never thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. It can be so amazing to really discover more about your genitals and your body and how it works to do a show and tell. Oftentimes, 
you'll learn new things by doing the exercise. Another area that I'd like to cover is laziness. And that should never be tolerated in a relationship. It's actually bad for both people. I've encountered it in lovers in the past where someone just wants to lay there and have you do all the work and pleasure them. And what happens is, what I've discovered is that over time when people stay in that kind of mindset, it takes more and more to get them off. All of a sudden they're kind of, I mean, it happens slowly at first, but then after a while it's like sex becomes kind of empty for them. It's just a receiving and the energy, sex energy doesn't work that way. It's something you have to both give and receive in a relationship. If you're not giving, then the energy's not working right. And it will affect both people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that a lot of times laziness comes from feelings of inadequacy. A lot of times people feel like they're not very good at sex, so they don't even see any point in trying to be good at sex. And it's a vicious cycle. You think that you're bad at sex, and so you don't even try. And then the more you don't try, like you'll never learn that way. And it comes a vicious cycle. And there's other causes too. I mean, I've met people that think, oh, I'm God's gift to man. I don't shouldn't have to do anything. They should all do me. And I, I love being worshipped. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love having someone service me. Paul does a good job of it when I ask him to. Mm-hmm. But I'm still giving as part of the... It's hard, it's a, hard to put into words exactly, but in a way I am giving in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. When someone's just laying there and receiving and not doing anything else, it becomes one-sided, mm-hmm. one way. Like One <clears throat> of the things that I've found a lot that is very frustrating is when there's not even a reaction to the work that you're doing and like it even if it's not sex like someone's giving you a massage and you're not reacting to it it's not going to make them want to make it good for you Mm. i think one of the things that especially men a lot of times don't realize is that you make your orgasm better by reacting. And sometimes you have to ham it up a little bit to get the juices flowing and to let your partner know that they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I've even seen studies where if a woman's staying very silent and not making any sounds during sex, it's inhibiting both partners Mm -hmm. it is an inhibition and it can put a real damper on sex Mm -hmm. sex is a primal thing 
it's partly sound. It's also having those moments of vulnerability where you really just open yourself up. And the more you do, the better the sex gets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of sex. So like, even if you are on the receiving end, like you can still put your best foot forward by reacting, by being an active participant in in the pleasure. Mm-hmm. Oh my, we're already to station break. <laughs> I'd like to let y'all know that I'm doing a new project. We're going to be doing some training, and I'm going to be doing the training films each once a week for those that want to participate on Zoom. And I'll put a link and a sign-up page on my website, ravenslayerleather.com, for you to sign up if you're interested. While it's free of charge, we would like a donation, whatever you, even if it's $1 per class. But we would like some kind of donation especially if you're getting something out of the training, because this can be amazing work. And I decided to offer it as something that's per donation, because I want everybody to have access to it, not just people that are wealthy. (laughs) I talked to someone the other day that said, you could charge as much as $1,500 for these classes. And I said, well, my vision is not to just teach the privileged few. I want to change the world. I want to make the world more aware of sexuality and create a more sex-positive world. And I think the way I can do that is through training people, more people. So look for, on our website, the sign-up page, and, and also the different trainings that we will be offering. I do ask if you start a training, start at the beginning and make the commitment to see it all the way through. Yeah, and one of the things about these training events that we're going to be doing is, so we're going to be going through the classes together, and then afterwards we're going to have discussion discussion group and ask people to to get involved and to share their experiences and their insight because a lot of times one of the things that's really amazing about doing the workshops that we do and doing the trainings is a lot of times some of our best insight come from people who share their experience during these classes. Mm-hmm. And basically, for those that enroll in the class, I'll be sending handouts and worksheets and, and even some MP3s, guided erotic meditations, all kinds of different things that I've already put together. And I want to get this out to the world. So if you're interested, do sign up. Our first training is going to be on body image healing because I know so many people have hangups about their bodies in our culture. This is a great way to overcome those hangups and really 
feel good. I mean, men have a lot of hangups around penis size or who knows what else. Even that six-pack abs look that's so popular nowadays. Women have it even harder because they have to be sexy to a degree, but not too sexy. But we're culturating our women to serve men but it's changing now. I know a lot of women are exploring their bodies, learning how they work. And this is a great way to learn a little bit about your bodies, whether you're male or female. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to add to station break? So even though we don't have the training videos right now, you can still visit our Patreon page. There's links to it. Uh, well, we have several different websites. There is ravenslayerleather.com. There is ladyboytemple.com. And then there is ggwilbur.com. The ggwilbur.com website is gg's sex coaching website. If you're interested in getting some more one-on-one direction, that's a great opportunity to do that. Ravenslayerleather.com is Gigi's longest running website. It's, I mean, I I don't know when you originally set it up. Oh, it's I, been years. <laughs> but I know it's it's been there for a long, long time. And I started it when I was making leather toys and selling them. I got out of that after a while because I just couldn't compete. Big companies can buy leather in bulk and I couldn't get it at the prices they get it. So I couldn't compete. I had to charge more. Plus I was doing everything handmade and they were doing mass production. So so it just became a thing where even though I had very high quality products, People wouldn't buy them because they could get a flogger for much cheaper mm-hmm. from a factory than they could from me. Mm-hmm. And then ladyboytemple.com is the website for Aphrodite's Temple. If you're interested in getting involved with the temple work that we do, there, there we share different things about the events that we do in the real world. If you ever wanted to meet us in in meet space and talk to us one-on-one, that's a great great way to do it. Or I I believe at some point we're going to start doing virtual temple again. Yeah, once we get some people signed up, it kind of took a period where we weren't getting enough attendance to keep it going. Mm Mm-hmm. But if there is an interest and people sign, enough people sign up, then I'll restart it. Mm-hmm. As I was saying earlier, you can find links to our Patreon either through the RavensLayerLeather.com website or GGWilbur.com. And, or you can visit it, our Patreon directly at Patreon.com forward slash ladyboy gg and i also list all these websites in the description of each show so you can just click the link there if you 
don't want to try to type it all out. I'm kind of lazy when it comes to typing. I have hand trimmers, so it's easier for me to click a link. <laughs> Well, back to our topic. We've been talking about sexual issues and especially on performance issues between couples. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've really explored a lot with couples is playing, mm -hmm. playing games. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I'd like to tell a little story. I had a lover one time that it was in the colder months, I think it was around December, and she decided to play a little game with me. And she put a blindfold on me. We had a fire going on in the fireplace. She started playing all over my body with different sensory toys but I couldn't see what she was doing. And it was so incredible because I didn't know which part of my body she was going to touch next or with what. And she used a whole array of toys, everything from feather dusters to scratchy pads to even a massage rollerball thing. And at one point she took a sip of slushy icy champagne held it in her mouth and then went down on my cock and oh boy that was amazing <laughs> and when you don't know what's coming it's like it puts a surprise element into it and it was so amazing to have these whole array a symphony of different sensations all over my naked body I mean, I was hard as a rock the whole time. <laughs> One of the things that I find that is true a lot of times when when couples are having problems with sex, either there is one thing that is holding back the sex and making it bad, or there's one thing that they have yet to discover that rapidly increases the quality of the sex between the people and the couple. And I have seen it so many times that they tried so many different things. They tried this and that, and they this and that, and all of a sudden everything clicked into place when either the thing that was holding them back got discussed or they found the silver bullet that made their sex life better. And again, it gets back to communication, 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 communication. Even if you feel like you've hashed everything out, it can take just a little thing to just shift everything and, and make everything fall into place. So that's why these conversations are important. Mm-hmm. And I know me and Paul, and even me and my partner, Jay, we talk a lot about things. And we let each other know when stuff comes up. And it's good to clear the air. It makes... 
the relationship so much more healthy and vibrant and moving. And it really, sometimes the discussions are a little painful to go into at first. We think, oh, how are they going to react if I say this? Well, guess what? They're human too. <laughs> Take a chance. Mm -hmm. Discuss these things because it will pay off big time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it is that one thing that you have been dreading, that one thing that you really don't want to talk about, that will be the thing that needed to be addressed the whole time. I guess a lot of people have heard the proverb of the elephant in the room <laughs> and the blind men, and it's like, your partner knows there's an elephant in the room if there's an issue going on. They may not know exactly what it is. They may be feeling one part of the elephant where you're feeling another part of the elephant, but they know it's there. And the only way you can talk about it or get to the root of the problem is to discuss it, say this is what I'm sensing the elephant is in the room. Yeah, and a lot of times it takes becoming vulnerable and talking about things you really don't want to. Like, I, I would say, especially if you have ran into this problem with multiple partners, there is probably some underlying thing that you really don't want to face that is at, at the root of all of it. And often we think it takes courage to face these things. And actually, it doesn't take courage. What it takes is a commitment. Sitting down and saying, okay, I'm going to see this through no matter what. I'm committing myself to it because I want things to improve. I'm scared. I don't want to talk about this. I'm fearful. I'm afraid that things are going to go really south real fast if I talk about it. But I'm going to do it because I want a better relationship. And making that commitment in spite of the fear. I mean, interpersonal relationships are some of the most complicated things that we as human beings can do. But they are also some of the most powerful sources of fulfillment that we can have. And so... Sometimes it takes being willing to go into it and, and face up. it. Yeah. I know there have been several times with me and Gigi where there were uncomfortable things that were really hard for us to talk about. And when we weren't talking about those things, it led to some problems between us and every time that one of those things came up when we did finally make it a point to to talk about it it started off rough it started off hard it was difficult i know that there were several times i was really afraid that you know, I was going to hurt Gigi's feelings. I know that there were a lot of times that Gigi was really afraid he was going to 
hurt my feelings. But when we finally did have those conversations, it led to our bond getting stronger, the trust between us growing exponentially. And, and some of those times, like many of those times, I didn't realize how much there was there that that was was hurting <laughs> until we had those conversations and so like if you're in a place where you can feel that there's something there maybe you even know what the thing is but maybe you don't think it's as big a deal as as it is because I know I, I didn't. But those are the times when it's the most important to talk about things. And if your partner comes to you and starts a discussion, listen fully and embrace that they're a human being. They're fallible. We all are. It's okay. What we're doing is we're working on the problem. We're not we're solving the problem. We're not ignoring it. And take it with that kind of attitude of, hey, my partner wants to improve things. They're talking to me and sharing from their heart. And embrace it as something that, hey, this is going to be good for both of us. And one of the knee-jerk reactions I think we all have, I think it's part of the human condition, is when things like this come up, we tend to get defensive. We we want to defend ourselves. So we listen to the first part of what is being said and then jump to conclusions that, that we know the rest of what our partner has to say and we formulate a defense to take the blame off of ourselves or find some kind of reason why it wasn't that bad, or any number of things. But when your partner is opening up to you, it is very, very important to listen to them fully before you react and really let them speak their entire piece and then practice active listening skills repeat what you think they just said to you to them say like if i am hearing this correctly i believe you said this and this and this and this and this am i correct about that and then let give them space to either say yes that is correct or no, I think it's actually more like this. Mm. Those active listening skills are difficult to, to train into yourself because, again, the knee-jerk reaction is to get defensive and avoid taking blame for anything. And I don't think that really helps anyone. Yeah, and the dynamics of a relationship is that you're in this together. There is no blame most of the time. There's times if someone's doing something totally wrong, 
then yeah, that needs to be corrected. But for the most part, oftentimes when issues come up, it's because one person assumed they knew what the problem was, and the problem wasn't quite exactly that. Or we assume that they are behaving this way because of that's the way I would have done it, but it may have been a whole different route in their mindset. And it's hard to put these things into words sometimes, but I think in the most part, blame needs to be put outside. Mm -hmm. Throw it away. Yeah. The whole process is about finding solutions and working together. And really, if you're going to be fucking, you may as well open up. And I mean, fucking is very intimate. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when I used to go out and have anonymous sex, it was still an intimate act. Mm -hmm. It's very vulnerable and very wonderful. There's no place for blame in a couple relationship. There's a place for finding solutions. And I think that's the attitude I've adopted in all my relationships is mm. to, let's find the solution. There's something going on here. We need to work on it and figure it out. And together we can because we're partners, we're fucking. And it's beautiful and wonderful Let's find the solution together. But both people need to do that. And you yeah. also can't let yourself be walked on or used because it can also happen where one partner is seeking solutions and the other person is projecting and not. Yeah. And that can be a big problem. There can be toxic relationships, and if you're in one and they don't want to change, maybe time to move on. I've had to move on from several relationships, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It hurts. I mean, goodness. Uh, I was like, went into a tailspin when I broke up with a few of my partners, and it was not a happy thing. But it was a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. And I moved on and I found love in other places. So it was more healthy. When it becomes toxic, that's not good. It's going to drag you both down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But as long as those people are working towards finding a way forward. And also, one of the things that's important to understand is... The bigger the issue, the bigger the conflict, the more likely that it's going to be part of an ongoing dialogue and not something that sometimes there are very simple solutions, but sometimes there are very complex interpersonal issues that are going to take a lot of time and maybe some counseling, maybe some definitely effort on both people's parts. Don't be afraid to take ownership of the of, of the parts of the conflict that are yours to take ownership of. 
but also you stand your ground and don't take shit like when you think that you are being mistreated. Mm-hmm. And it gets back to self-care. Mm-hmm. You have to take care of yourself first. If you're not taking care of yourself, your batteries are going to run low. Mm-hmm. And it's not a pretty picture. <laughs> yeah. And with most, well, with pretty much every conflict, there are two sides of every story. And if either partner thinks that there's nothing they've done wrong, it probably means that it at least warrants a closer look. There are times where one person is far more in the wrong than the other partner, but rarely are there issues that are completely one-sided. Well, we're to the top of the hour. Any takeaways for tonight's show? I know that this topic is a very, very complicated one, and there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to these kind of things. But it's it's really important to try to wade through this stuff because no matter who you wind up in a relationship with, the closer that you get to someone, the more intense your connection is, the more likely it is that at some point you will probably have to deal with some of some of these issues if not all of them and i think that sometimes we can't do it on our own Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes a professional that's why i do sex coaching Mm -hmm. and sometimes when you go to either a sex coach or a counselor they can see the big picture of what's going on when y'all are kind of blind because you've been in these this kind of squirrel cage where you're running and running and running and not getting anywhere Mm -hmm. because you keep doing the same things over and over again yeah and an outside party can often see oh here's let me let me ask these questions and Mm -hmm. get you to go on a different route because oftentimes we get stuck in trying to do the same thing over and over again and it's still not working but and we try and we try and we try but we can't see the way out mm-hmm. we get stuck in it mm-hmm. and that's where sex coaching and even sometimes counseling can really help out and give you the way out mm-hmm. yeah so this has been kind of a very interesting discussion tonight we got deeper than we usually do well not too much deeper we always get a little deep on these shows but it's to help you have better relationships and better experiences and to give and receive greater pleasure to reach higher states of ecstasy to really Feel the power that sex can bring to our lives. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to add? I, th- I think 
that we've pretty much covered most of what I have. Oh, okay. Well, have a good night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Experience pleasure, the love. Experience good sex. It's the gift of the goddess or God, whatever you believe in, the universe. We were designed to have good sex. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.